0: that passage, I mean, I want to speak about uh, confession and forgiveness, because, um, you know, the servant goes and he owes a lot. It's a confession. It's a um, let-me-off-the-hook conversation. And that's what confession is. It's a let-me-off-the-hook. And it's very much linked to our um, emotional healing and sometimes our physical healing and certainly to us being known. You know, I was talking about earlier the um, little group I joined. It was four women, and we met every week. We had children under school age, and they crawled around and played, and generally... But we just met. We had, Every week we asked God to um, teach us how to hear him, and we would uh, worship, not necessarily sung worship. None of us could play a guitar or anything. Sometimes we played... In those days, it was tapes, not CDs. Other times, we just proclaimed the greatness of Jesus and waited till we felt his presence. And the consequence of his presence was such that we found ourselves I don't think we'd have known words like confessing our sin. We found ourselves being honest to each other and saying things like, Oh, God, I'm really sorry. I got my husband to lie and tell my mother I was out last night when I was watching television. and didn't want to talk to her. Oh, God, I'm really sorry. I've been horrible to the children. Oh, God, I'm really sorry. I lied about the price of the shoes. Um, (laughs) All of this um, coming before God but being um, intimate with each other. And the consequence of it was that after um, two years of praying together, um, three other women knew me as well as I knew myself and better than I'd ever known myself before. They knew me, not my image. And they still loved me. And that was one of the most healing things I've experienced. Being loved at a deep level, um, having experienced intimacy, intimacy together through forgiveness and confession, and um, we're all still in the same church because we're a suburban church that doesn't go very far, and um, we still love each other and we still know each other, and that's how God intends us to live. He intends us to create confessional community by which I mean we can say to someone I messed up and they won't minimise it by telling us oh that's okay that's not really that bad, everyone does it because they're too embarrassed to listen to us Um, but nor will they say oh you didn't did you and judge us and shame us Um, we need to um, be somewhere where we can be honest about our struggles without feeling shame that's God's intention for us that's what confession means within the churches. To God and to each other, confess your sins to one another that you may be healed. And one of the first things, you know, I was talking about how we started to have healings. One of the first things was a girl that confessed some fears and things and who was um, healed of an ulcerated colitis. And so we started to discover these great links. Now I believe it's only as we understand how much God's forgiven us, it's only how we learn to move in that confessional place, we can truly forgive from the heart. Forgiveness is really hard. It's very difficult. It feels wrong. Tastes wrong. It actually means to stop holding a resentment towards someone. To stop having anger or bitterness about something, including yourself. And it means to um, free yourself. And we need to learn how to forgive everything in others and ourselves uh, from a misdemeanor to a discourtesy through to the most grievous of sins. It doesn't always bring about all the change we want. You know, we sometimes forgive someone, they don't get any better. It's not a magic wand, they carry on the same. We have to keep forgiving them. And I really believe if we find forgiveness easy, we've either loved superficially or we've forgiven superficially. Because it's a struggle, it's difficult. But it's very much linked to our, to our own spiritual benefit. Matthew 18, verse 35 says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. Well, frankly, I want to stay forgiven. So that means I have to forgive people. If I want to stay in that place of knowing, um, God's forgiveness towards me living in that stream of forgiveness living in that intimate place with him then I have to forgive others and so for me one of my main motives is I focus on all that Christ has done for me and ask the Holy Spirit to help me the other uh, spiritual aspect of forgiveness is that it protects us In the um, 2 Corinthians, uh, Paul writes to the church there and they've had a church issue, someone's been put out of the church and Paul is encouraging them now to stop punishing the person and forgive them. And he says, The fact is I'm joining in with your forgiveness as Christ is with us, guiding us. After all, we don't want to unwittingly give Satan an opening for yet more mischief. We are not oblivious to his sly ways. When we don't forgive, Satan gets in. Much like an injured soldier um, lying in the desert, wounded, and all the flies come along and infest that wound. That's the enemy. He hasn't necessarily caused the wound, he'll infest it. When we forgive, it's like a healing balm, the blood of Jesus covers covers it so the enemy passes over covers the wound no land in place for the enemy forgiving others has got endless um, health benefits I won't go into now but it, it's all to do with um, us not having to hold on to anger and bitterness when we don't hold on to them when we forgive it changes the way our hormones work and that releases <coughs> healing What it also does is give us a future. Unless we break the cycle, we remain stuck in the past and we're bound to the people we cannot forgive. We're held in their grip. We're imprisoned in that past place. They live in our heads. People we don't forgive live in our heads. Uninvited, non-paying lodgers. And the way to get them to leave is to forgive. You know, there's a saying, um, you took my yesterdays, you're not having my tomorrows. That's what forgiveness does. A friend of mine um, had been teaching on forgiveness. He'd driven about three years to get to this place as large meeting, three or four hundred people, he'd spoken on forgiveness, he'd ministered to a lot of people, it's midnight, he knew had a three hour journey home, he's just about to get in the car and this woman comes up to him and says, how dare you, how dare you speak about forgiveness, if you'd had a life like mine, you wouldn't be talking about it, I was abused by my father and by my brother, do you think I'm going to forgive them, And he just asked the Holy Spirit to help him, and found himself found himself saying to her, "Unless you do, they will be in your bed with you again tonight." Because she relived it and relived it. Of course, we don't feel like forgiving. I forgive with my will to begin with. I try to forgive immediately with my will and I asked God to make it reality in my heart. I once forgave someone every day for a year until I knew that that sort of finally had come, that I had a clean heart towards that person. It's not easy. And what about Peter in our story? Well, I was teaching on forgiveness in Egypt and teaching on the need to continually forgive someone and maybe it was this um, same person kept doing it to you had to keep forgiving them and this man came up to me, this young man and he explained how this was impossible if you lived in Egypt because he said we have a saying once yes, twice maybe, three times never and I later discovered that this view had very ancient roots and some of the rabbis um, during Jesus' time would have taught this and so when Peter says Lord how often should I give, forgive them their sins against me and he, you know it's Peter isn't it he's got a lot of enthusiasm about this stuff so he goes seven and I think oh I've made it and um, Jesus of course says no seventy times seven which means the um, keep on keeping on until it's from our hearts. And, And so, you know, I can't emphasize enough, really, how I believe that confession and forgiveness are the two great gifts of the Christian church. They, they is what, um, the trans- these are our tools or our passports to a transforming love of a really knowing how to walk with Christ and to an intimate relationship with him. No other religion has these gifts. Only us. And we need to learn how to use them in our everyday ordinary lives. So, I'm going to ask you all to stand now and I'm going to pray with you and you can echo the prayers in your hearts. Don't look so terrified, nothing horrible is going to happen to you. Now, confession isn't just about what we've done wrong. It can be about just deep attitudes or patterns of our heart that need to become more Christ-like. Or it can be where we've failed to cooperate with God wanting to encourage us to be more than we are now. So, Father God, I pray that you'll come by the power of your Holy Spirit to us. Come and bring revelation to us as to what parts of our heart are turned away from you, hidden from you. And we want to confess our failure to allow you to call us up and out and into the bigness of life you have for us and we want to say we are sorry, we're sorry for our failures, we're sorry for our attitudes and we're sorry for the things we've done wrong. Now receive your forgiveness. Thank you, Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. Receive your forgiveness in the depths of your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit. Now, with your wills, choose to agree with God that you are a forgiven person. It's an act of your will. You may not feel forgiven. Father God, we thank you that love keeps no record of wrongs. And nor should we. And we choose now to keep no record of wrong against ourselves. So, Father, help us to step into that stream of forgiveness. Continue to reveal your love to us. We confess our reluctance to forgive. We confess our feelings and fear. But with our wills, we now choose to forgive. It may help to just hold in your hands those people that like, clenched or those things that you want to forgive. That's it. Just close your hands. That's it. And then as I pray this, you open your hands and release these people to God. Okay. Lord Jesus, I forgive. Now name the people you want to forgive. It may only be a beginning. It may not be complete then just as an act of commitment open your hands and release them to God that's it, well done Lord Jesus I forgive these people now just say to God what it is you want to forgive them for And I pray now, Father God, you will come and unbind your children from the effects of sin against them. Come and bring healing where the sin against your children have has wounded them. And we choose, Father, with the eyes of our heart to see those sins against us go into you on the cross our wounds being healed by your precious blood and the balm of the Holy Spirit thank you Father now for that oil that is settling on some wounds here right now thank you for that oil of your Holy Spirit coming to bring balm on those wounds And I ask, Father God, for freedom for your children. You'll loose them from the consequences of their own sin and the sin against them into a glorious new intimate freedom. Thank you, Father. Amen. We're going to move now into a time of worship, but one of the things that can